Are you tired of spending countless hours in the kitchen every week trying to figure out what to make and constantly overspending on takeout? My guide, Well Prepped, is here to revolutionize your mealtime routine by offering you the perfect solution. Prep once, cook twice, and enjoy delicious, macro-friendly meals all week long. The food struggle is real. You want to eat well-balanced meals that taste good. You want to make most of your meals at home, but don't want to be a slave to your kitchen. You know you should be eating more protein, but don't know how in the world to get it in. You're overwhelmed with just choosing a recipe you have saved, so you end up getting takeout again. Insert well-prepped, a guide I created to take the guesswork out of efficiently making delicious, macro-friendly meals. This guide provides you with eight weeks of recipes. Each week, you'll prep once for 30 minutes, cook twice, and then enjoy eating all week. That's right. The two recipes will make you a total of six meals. I even made Instacart links for all the weekly groceries you'll need so you don't even need to think about grocery shopping. I'm all about saving time, money, and mental energy when it comes to feeding my family healthy meals, and now I get to share that with you. Grab your copy of Well Prepped at aishazaza.com. And from my kitchen to yours, cheers to eating well and being well prepped. Welcome to the Mindset Mile podcast, the show that'll leave you empowered to take action towards becoming the turned up version of your already awesome self. I'm your host, Aisha Zaza, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hello, fam, and welcome back to the Mindset Mile podcast. It is May one of my favorite months of the year. One, because it's my birthday month. My birthday is May 20th, which makes me a Taurus if you're into astrological signs. If you're a sign guru, you're probably like, yep, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) But I also just love May because it feels like we're on the cusp of summer and so many fun months ahead. It's just a feel-good month, you know what I'm saying? Okay, anyway, today I want to talk about five habits that happy people practice. And I'm going to start out with the one that you'd probably guess I'd mention because I talk about it all the time and it's worth mentioning over and over again. Happy people practice gratitude. I love this quote. It goes, beware of destination addiction. The idea that happiness is in the next place, the next job, and with the next partner. Until you give up the idea that happiness is somewhere else, it will never be where you are. Man, this is so true. Think about all the times you've thought, I'll be happy when fill in the blank. And then you get there and you're still plagued with the same negativity, the same frustration, the same mindset and thoughts. Maybe they were even scaled down a bit, but they didn't disappear or go away like you thought they would. I see so many people do this with material things. They think that buying the shoes or purse or dress or car is going to be the thing that they thought they could never live without, but that fulfillment is often short-lived until the next shiny thing comes around they feel like they can't live without. That's because abundance is not something we acquire. It's something we tune into. And when you're grateful for what you have, grateful for how you feel, grateful for the people in your life, You shift to an abundant mindset that is perfectly happy with what you have instead of seeing all the things you don't. You begin to see how far you've come 
instead of always how far you have left to go. You begin to celebrate your small wins instead of feeling like you're never doing enough. Practicing gratitude doesn't need to take long. It can be starting your day writing down three to five things you're grateful for or ending your day with writing down three to five things you're grateful for that happened that day specifically. What you focus on grows. And if you're constantly thinking about what you don't have, you will always think that happiness is somewhere else besides where you are. The second thing happy people practice is discipline. Most people react with a sense of resistance when they hear that word, discipline, because they feel like it means living a stone cold, rigid life free of any fun or spontaneity. But I feel like discipline actually makes life rich and enhances things that are fun and spontaneous. Think about it. If everything is spontaneous and carefree, then nothing is spontaneous and carefree. It is only when we have a full spectrum can we fully appreciate the opposite ends of it. Discipline can mean different things for different people, so you need to figure out the ways in which your habits will best serve your greater good. But for example, for me, I make my bed every single day. Every day. And nine times out of ten, it's within the first hour of waking up. Because it starts my day out doing something productive, and it keeps a place I come in and out of a million times a day tidy. Mentally, when my room is a mess, my life also feels like a mess. You probably know me for being disciplined with exercise. That's because I don't rely on motivation to exercise. Yeah, some days I really just don't feel like it. And no, I don't work out seven days a week. I'm intentional with the days I fully take off and I do plan for things to come up in life. I'm not saying it needs to be every single day or you fell off the wagon and it's not a huge deal, but I know that exercise is vital for my mental health, my physical health, for the longevity of my body and my life. I rely on what my future self will thank me for, and that is what helps me be disciplined. It brings me a sense of happiness because when I follow through with things I don't feel like doing all the time, I feel like I'm building trust with myself to be able to push through things that feel difficult. So whether discipline takes place in the form of reading a book for 10 minutes a day, writing in your gratitude journal, walking 10,000 steps, prepping your food for the next day, making your bed, it doesn't mean that you need to do whatever it is constantly. It means that you practice whatever it is consistently. That's the difference with discipline. I recorded a whole episode talking about taking on a new perspective on discipline. And to be honest, it's probably one of my favorites. So if you want to go back and check that out, scroll back to episode 32 when you're done listening to this one. The third thing happy people do is they focus on their strengths. I think it's really common for us to want to improve our weaknesses. Why we want to feel good at absolutely everything, I'm not sure, but it serves us so much more to know what our strengths are and focus on them. Studies have shown that when we focus on our strengths, we grow much faster than when we attempt to improve our weaknesses. The most smart and successful people in the world source out the things they are not good at. They absolutely know what their strengths are and they play them. I know personally, when I spend time trying to learn something that feels foreign to me or that I think I should be better at, I end up wasting so much time trying to figure it out on my own when I could have better used my time doing something I'm great at. Take this podcast, for example. 
You know what held me back from starting this podcast sooner than when I actually did? It was not knowing a single thing about how to record, edit, upload, and distribute anything that goes along with podcast production. I spent hours online watching YouTube videos, talking to the few people I knew that knew how to edit music and audio. I was trying to figure it out by myself, and it was so frustrating because I felt like I was getting nowhere fast, which is why when I found Upstarter Pods, my podcast production team, I offloaded that task to them because guess what? That is their strength and where their skill sets lie. That way I could focus on what my strengths are, which is writing and recording content that aligns with my purpose to serve as many people around the world as possible. You don't need to be a jack of all trades all the time. Focus on your strengths, my friend. The fourth thing, happy people create time to do what they love every day. Honestly, some of the happiest people I know have taken this concept to the next level and have turned their passions and what they love to do into what they do for work. What is it that lights up your soul that makes you feel fulfilled? Is it playing the guitar, being outside in nature, trying new recipes, drawing, reading, building, yoga? The things that make you fulfilled do not need to be time consuming, but find a way to fit them in every day. Most people I talk to who are frustrated and unhappy almost never do the things that bring them joy. They feel like they don't have the time or they make other excuses why they can't fit it in. And I'm telling you, yes, you can. Yes, you can fit it in. You just haven't made it a big enough priority. When things become a priority, we find time for them. You need to view the things that fill your cup, not as extracurricular, but as necessary to show up as your best self, employee, parent, friend, partner, and whatever other role you play. And lastly, happy people are okay not being okay all the time. Being a happy person does not mean that things are kittens farting bubbles all the time. It's not about being fake happy, but it's about facing challenges with a sense of knowing that your best days are still ahead of you. When things get hard, we tend to feel like they will stay that way. And that's usually because the solution may not be known or visible yet. Trust me, I get it. I tend to future trip and compound problems myself, and I have to constantly remind myself that my mind will always go to the worst case scenario, but that doesn't mean that that's the reality. Instead of trying to push bad feelings aside, I've learned to just feel them and know that life is 50-50. Bad feelings ebb and flow just like good feelings do, and being able to feel the full spectrum of emotions is just part of the human experience. I find peace in knowing that what I'm feeling is completely normal and that it too shall pass. I hope this episode spoke to you. If you loved it, please tag me on Instagram and in your stories and posts. It always makes my day to see you and to hear from you. And also, please send this episode to a friend or someone you know who could use this message. I'll see you next week. And until then, make it a great day. 